0: Hi, this is Matthias, and today we talk about heritage with Gisela Anders from Berlin, who's already FI, and she's coaching people, especially women, when they have to deal with the money of their parents. We talk about how to prepare with your brothers and sisters, the social norms, the emotions involved, the mindset you need, the tax issues, and how to write down your last will, and so on. Attention, this is not only relevant for men and people above 50, it's of course also interesting for women and people in their 30s, so have fun listening. Welcome to the
1: Financial Independence Europe podcast,
0: where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money.
1: This was your host, Alvar, Erminta and Matthias.
0: So welcome to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Um, today we're talking about, uh, for all the dark people, we're talking about death. For other people, we're talking about how you get money from other people. We talk about heritage or sometimes all called inheritance. And today with me, we have Gisela Enders, uh, from Germany, from Berlin. Gisela, say hi. Hi. And let's just get some information about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What you're doing? What you're, How old you are? Maybe what you? What you've done in your life and so on.
1: Yep, I, I'm happy to say that and welcome. Uh, I'm happy to be welcome in this uh, show. Um, yes, my name is Gisela. I live in Berlin. Um, I used to be uh, working as a CEO for an environmental NGO. And uh, since 10 years, I'm self-employed as a coach and trainer. And since about five years, um, the, the subject money came more and more in my coachings, especially because I worked with women and they tended always to send the money outside. Like when I ask them, for example, for um, upcoming entrepreneurs, when I ask them how they are dealing with money, they would always use the hand and send the money outside either by saying, oh, this is done by my husband or this is done by my solicitor or whoever. And I thought, well, this is strange. And we have to do something about that. And so I started more and more to talk with especially women about money and was very interesting about money. And I started the blog Klunkerchen in German, um, which is a blog um, focusing on women's stories about money. And due to this blog, three years ago, I went to a meeting in Budapest for financial free, free people and bloggers. And there I met met my first financial free people and I found it quite interesting. And that was the reason when I thought, okay, I'm writing a book about them because then I have a reason to talk to them. And so I ended up writing a book about financial free people, how they live their lives without having the necessity to work for money. And due to all um, all these things, it ended up that a lot of women came to me for coaching who have um the the very specialized problem that they inherit a lot of money and that nobody talks with them about
0: that is strange actually, I also bought your book two years ago um, and read it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and <good. laughs> it was really good and motivating and also I gave the book to my girlfriend and she also read it and really liked the book so and you also translate it into english i guess it, it's and-
1: translated in English and in French
0: oh cool especially good for the french people who sometimes don't want to speak english and the germans and so on um so i will link the book in the show notes and that's really strange that women sometimes tend not to talk about the money or let this, this be managed by other people because money is uh, is chef'sache in german it's, it's you have to do it or manage it as yourself at least know about it so what's the reason why they send it away from them
1: well, that's 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 historical. Um, up to 1977, so that's not really long ago, it was by law in Germany that they had to send the money away to the husband. So when women were married, until then, it was in law that the householder is the man and the man basically takes care about money. And, and it, this was changed in 1977, so this is just about 40 years ago.
0: That's really strange that this, I mean, it's not not a long time ago.
1: Especially, exactly. And so uh, when you look at women, like when when my grandmother she when she w- w- was married 1930 something there was even a stronger law at that time the the um, the money of the woman would go in the hands of the man to be dealt with and uh, so my 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 grandmother she had the money and the, it went to my to my grandfather and when he died she She sat next to me at that time she was eighty something years old and said, "Well, I'm happy that I can deal with my money again myself
0: <laughs> finally
1: <laughs> and so and and so this is like when you when you look at people who like role models women like my mother she my mother is really not really um really close to money and when when I would have looked at what my mother taught me when it comes to money, I wouldn't have learned much. So I had to somehow look out for other role models and a lot of women still take the role models of the generations before. And in that case, women are not responsible for money. And that not does, does not only go for the women. It goes for men, for fathers, et cetera, uh, as well. So that, like, for example, my father had a hard time or it took him a long time to accept that in our generations, I have two brothers. I'm the one who is uh, the most expert in money, for my father this was a rather strange that it's the girl who is um, who talks with him about money and who wants to know things and also who 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 um who is looking forward to be the um, the main the main income provider of the family which i hmm. am i'm i'm earning much more money than my husband does but uh, and and that was always my dream somehow that i had the idea i'm i'm for sure not the person who earns a little bit money and the main part is coming from my husband and and it goes also for for the inheritance like um i am having uh, coaches coming to me um where where the family worked systematically um on uh, on giving a lot of money to the boys and trying to to have only a, a bit of money for the uh, for the girls, and that's still that's still happening today.
0: Is it allowed? I mean, they...
1: no, it's not allowed, but they try. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. and basically, it comes to the it comes to the to the um, to the different laws. Like in Austria, it is it is allowed. You can like in Germany, you have a you have a um, certain amount which is called the Pflichtbeitrag, where you have to you have to give a certain part of money for each child. You cannot say one child isn't having anything. In Austria, this is not the case, for example. So in Austria, you can just decide that everything is going to the son.
0: Austria was always different I have the feeling that it's changing somehow that more and more women are um, learning about money I have in my meetup groups um, more and more women and also sometimes they come to my workshops and it takes uh, it takes a while and also I think the parents have to understand that the one is managing the money that is interested in it and that is that is yeah that is most likely to to, to manage it uh, very well, and it doesn't depend so much on if it's men or women. You know that's strange. And um, another question is: uh, How is it um, getting money from from your partner or from your parents? I would say different from getting just another sudden lump sum of money. So just you, I mean you can also get like five-digit uh, or six-digit uh, money sums from other like an investment or some, how is it different to get that money from your um, parents? Um, it's
1: uh, it's different in the way we treat inheritance right now. Uh, like in, um, for example, I also inherit money, but um, I also inherit, uh, no, I also own uh, properties and I, um, I own quite a lot of property. And whenever I go into again a male um, circle of people uh, talking about investments and i say well i'm having some rental houses the first question is always did you inherit it so the so the idea is that uh, that women in general don't are not able to have a lot of rental houses but they might have inherited it and this inheritance or the, this uh this um thinking of okay this person has inherited it is always um combined with a, with a, with a little idea of well this is somehow easy money and this is somehow also in our society somehow is inheriting money is in, uh, is unfair unfair to all of other people who haven't inherited money and due to this um public thought that inheritance is something that is unfair and not social and not good people really feel lots of feel feel more or less a lot of shame if they inherit money and that's i realize it when when i look at my my clients that those who especially um have us um have an uh, surroundings of people rather in a in a poor state or um, not so much, yeah, with not so much money. They're like they have friends who don't have a lot of money. They feel the shame much more than those who have friends who also have money, which is logical. I mean, if you have people who don't know how to pay the rent and suddenly you earn an, earn a rental house or something, then uh, somehow you, have, you feel the urge to, to, to solve all the problems of your friends, even so you know that you cannot do this as well, because I mean, then the money is really fast gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's logical. And I also know that you no know, people who think it's not, I mean, in, in getting money from your parents is not, not fair, I would say. Um, but in the end, is it, is it fair or not? I think it's okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, For me, me, it's totally okay. And I find it even, um, I think it is something different, maybe due to World War II. Because at that time, lots of families lost a lot of money. And before that time, it was more or less normal that people would inherit a lot of money. Because families would always give the money forward. And um, and especially families who who dealt with money over generations well, which not all families did, uh, s- somehow um, have a lot of money which they pass on to other f- to to other family members, and um, and I find it. I find it totally fair that if family if, if a family is is capable of making more and more money because they have a good money mind they have a good money management then they pass that on and other families who don't have this knowledge and who maybe are not so willing to uh, find out about money money management and who are more in um, in consuming they spend the money and then it's gone
0: Mm. And I think in, in Switzerland it's different, they, they haven't had uh, too much to do with World War Two and there it's pretty normal to to pass on money um, um, across um, family members. And maybe we have to learn that over the next generation again. And I mean, it's still fair because you have to pay tax uh, on the money, so it's also getting, getting some of the money is getting back to, to other people, to to the society. So, from my point of view, it's okay, and um, yeah.
1: And again, that's also always discussed, and always like again, Austria doesn't have tax on inheritance right now, so Austria <laughs> is different. And in Germany, this is also always discussed whether the the tax is fair and. Um, whether the tax works, like I'm having right now, the example I don't know how it ends up that a person will inherit the, uh, the house from his from her father, and the 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 wife is still living in the house and still earning all the profit out of the house. So the so the daughter she just will have the benefit of. I own the house, but I don't get any money out of it and I can hardly sell it because the, the, mother, the mother still has the right to live in it without paying anything. And if she now has to pay money for the tax while the mother is still living in it, this will, really, um, will be really difficult because she just doesn't have the money and she is around 60, so it will be also um, very difficult to get a credit for it.
0: Yeah, it's difficult to get a loan when you're 60. And would you go to Australia? Uh, not Australia, but Austria, um, just to save some some money on tax when you're old or when when, when you get some money from? I your don't parents? know
1: if that works because um, the tax. Uh, or the, the person who pay, needs to pay the tax is the person who uh, who, who inherits. So um, the daughter needs would have to live in Austria.
0: Hmm. Okay. So they,
1: Which would be an idea, but I don't, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know if that would work.
0: That's also difficult. Um, I know also when, when, when you live in that, that property, so maybe um, she has, well, they, they have to live somewhere else and sell the house. Then. Um, but um, okay. Um, some statistics from the UK. Um, I got a statistic that one in seven young adults expected to receive nearly 130 pounds. And the median was just about, uh, 11,000. So how would you say, how to better estimate the inheritance amount, um, before that happens? Yeah. So when I want to know how much money I get when my, my parents die. So you how, ask w- them. ah, I just go to them. Hello. <laughs> I yes. money. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's um, that—that's really a difficult question because a lot of my uh, clients say, well, my, especially my father and my parents, they don't talk about money, and um, and still, it's like um, like my advice is to for people who um, who will uh, give money who will give money away eventually when they die is to plan their death like to to really go through it by thinking, Okay, if I die, what happens then, and who is going to get what and to talk is especially if there is lots of money to be uh, to be passed on um to talk with all the people who will receive the money because otherwise, if they don't do that they they risk that there will be lots of fighting in the family, and I don't think that anybody who is going like we are all going to pass away and um anybody who is old so that there is there is a high chance that they will eventually pass away i don't think anybody of them wants it really that they that that afterwards there will be lots of fighting in the family or there will be people who really feel really really bad because of um because of the last will and the ideas the person had um, of how to give away the money, and so this is why why I really encourage to talk about um, to talk about the the assets which are there, and to talk about who wants to get what, and um, and and also who the the um, the the person passing. A- eventually away is thinking of who is going to get what and to somehow deal with it and not to be really like most people have the, have the idea of um, I can't talk with my parents about how much money they have I will I will I will get to know this when they when they pass away and then I'm having sometimes clients who then come and say well, now I'm having here six hundred thousand euros and I had no idea that my parents had that amount of money and I worked really hard my whole life for um have for to, to um uh to put away money for my for my pension plan and if I'd known that there would be so much I could have had a much easier life. But since they didn't talk about it, they didn't talk about it. And yeah, and so I would encourage talk about um, talk about money in any way, anyway.
0: It's always also the way how you talk. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a fight, just nice coffee, sitting down, and um, yeah, just talk. And that's so you would say um, ask them how much they have, then talk with the um, ancestors and um, who is getting which assets, and if they are fine with that, and how to deal with that. And also, if you talk earlier before for the death, um, then you can also maybe optimize tax a little bit, and um, I think there are some some options, I guess. Yeah,
1: especially yep, especially when it comes to property, it uh, it does make sense to um, to to uh, already um, refer them to the um, kids. And um, only use them and put this in legal form so that you can use them still you d- until you die. But if you if you do this at, for example, in Germany, ten years before you die, then um, then uh, it it's not tax um,
0: relevant not anymore. Yeah. And do you know these? Um, I've heard that in a tax workshop, um, family foundation, um, that construct. Yep. Well, but,
1: but i'm I'm not uh, neither a tax consultant nor a lawyer when people work with me it's more or less more uh, a question of life design when you suddenly mostly around 50 and 60 suddenly your life changes totally because you are really completely financial free and you still have money left over and normally especially women they didn't live a re- really... A fancy lifestyle until to that moment and and it really it's, it's a culture shock for them
0: hmm. so they they have to prepare um their mindset and um yeah maybe also spend a little bit more before they have the money and um yeah get get used to it so and and they they are also a good target group for a coach i guess because they have money <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> And they have a problem and, um, yeah, they are afraid and they need, they need help and they have money. So it's a good target group. I, I heard also from some other coaches. And yeah. And are there any other typical traps, um, or other recommendations to prepare for inheritance? Um, we had mindset. We had talked to them about the amount, talk to ancestors, uh, maybe think about, uh, tax, um, the tax maybe 10 years before. your property are there any other traps or tips that you can use to prepare
1: to prepare for people who will inherit uh, inherit money
0: yes all Um, the parents uh,
1: i think the first thing is to realize that they will inherit money the first client where i found out that inheritance is something really interesting was a was a woman coming to me she's a teacher and she wanted to to um, realize a sabbatical year and um, and we worked really hard on how much uh, how much money she needs to save to to have to realize this uh, to bring this Sabbatical year to realization for her on financial means, and in between she sometimes mentioned that her mother, eighty eight years old, um, has a big um, rental house here in here in Berlin. And um, and and then I at one point I asked, "Hey, what's about this house?" And she said, "Well, that's only producing costs. It's only producing costs." And that was the idea of the mother. The mother gave to her because it ended up that after I asked her, "Well, ask your brother, because he's doing all this. Um, he he deals with the house." And uh, she asked the brother, and it ended up that it's a forty apartment house with seventy thousand rental income per year but since it's such a big house there needs to be lots of reparations and and so so, so uh, and, and lots of maintenance needs to be done so the mother she had always the ideas there's lots of bills coming in and so the house is only producing costs <laughs> and
0: <laughs> 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 it's the cash flow positive i guess
1: <laughs> and 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 the daughter she She just listened to her mother and she had the idea where this house is only producing costs. And after we looked at the whole thing more closely and having a sick mother age 88, it's clear sooner or later she will inherit more than a million. And suddenly the sabbatical years and all our calculations how she could do that was really... (laughs) was nothing really important anymore, but it was the more or less bigger look and how is her life going to change when she's suddenly having a lot of money or a rental house, which which she needs, needs to deal with. But yes, like do. people don't, like, for example, she didn't have in mind that money-wise her, uh, her life will change completely In about, I don't know how long the mother lives, 5, 10 years, 15 years, somehow at one moment, the the life will completely change. Even though the brother already asked her when she asked about the money, the brother asked pretty fairly, do you want any out of it?
0: (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so um she realized that she has now other problems and um so money is not a shortage anymore. She has some money, she can do whatever she wants. So and that takes a lot of time or some time to realize that you're not, um, yeah, thinking about uh, you, money is not, there's no shortage. It's not, you don't have the scar- scarcity mindset anymore and you have to transform yourself uh, to think about how you can design a life when you have money or your costs are covered. And you also probably have to learn about real estate because you want, you have to manage that. In-
1: exactly. Yeah. You have to, you have to like whatever assets you have, if, if it's, um, if it's uh, in a depot, you, you need to do, if it's stocks, you need somehow to learn very fast and are not really very fast you can take your time because if if your father or your mother did it well then they had decisions which which can be just taken on and and while you get more um, knowledge of what you will be doing you can change it when it comes to real estate there's quite often the idea where well, this is the family house this cannot be sold at all And sometimes when you then look a little bit more closely at it, then the family house ends up that the father bought it 40 years ago. And it's not really family history, but it was somehow at some point bought in the 60s or 70s in the last century. And um, you can also think about um, saying, okay, I'm going to sell it because I have a better idea what I do with the money. But maybe the choice to say, I keep it and I just live on the rental income is a quite good choice.
0: Yeah, my parents, uh, my, my, my grandparents, they also uh, lived in a house um, because they need, needed the space f- for their children. But now they don't need that much space in the big garden and they move to a rental flat and that is a little bit closer to um, their daughters. And um, so they can come and visit them and they um, sell the house um, because yeah they don't want to have it anymore and yeah then they can pay their uh, rent and they don't have the the obligation to take care of the house anymore yeah yeah Yeah. and would you recommend to also first of all the men um they they should I assume that they also if parents are just talking to the man about the money, that they also should reach out to the girls of the family, to their uh, sisters, and also try to onboard them into the conversation and to talk to the parents that they also have to be included in in that talk and conversation, I guess.
1: Yep. It should be normal, normal, normal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, we we, we, we are working on that. one, would you uh, recommend also to hire a financial advisor, um, during that process or to manage the, the, the assets or to, um, in that, in that period where you receive the money? They, show up,
1: they show up automatically. <laughs> they even <laughs> show up, uh, at my place because they know that I work with people they want to work with. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's always the same thing with financial consultants. Whenever they say, "I'm just doing this for free for you," think about why they want to do this for free for you, and 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 they don't do it for free for you because at some point they will earn money, and it's really hard for you if they if if they don't make it open. At what at what point they they make the money, and I would say. If you think you need a financial advisor, then take the money and pay one person a fair price for their financial advi- advisory and look very, um, look very, uh, uh, very stru- Look for a really good advisor. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, for people who, who inherit lots of money, there are financial advisors at each corner. Because they know if they, if they now manage to, um, to do some, to do, to make some good deals, they earn a lot of money.
0: Mm. It's like when you have a strawberry uh, jam glass on the table in summer and the flies are coming automatically.
1: Especially, yeah, it's it's this, this way. So, and, and I think it's more, the, the good thing is take your time and, um, as like when when it's when you inherit the money, it's it's not like working with people who will know that, who know that they will inherit it, but at the moment you really inherit it, that somebody you loved died, passed away, so you you are in grief and you need time um, to settle yourself and basically, especially if you have never had any any deals with stocks and whatsoever. I understand it completely that you that that you don't have the the idea of hey I'm I'm about to cry and I'm feeling really uh, sober and and you're asking me now to decide whether I should sell Apple stocks of my father so so let's let leave it. Leave it, leave it the way it is. And even if a, if a financial advisor from the bank says, "Hey, you need to do something. You really need to do urgently something about the assets you're having from your mother or father," um, just say, "I'm, I'm, I'm talking again with you in six months," or let them explain why they think there is this urgency, and only if there is are legal things which need to be done. Then you can do that, but never ever talk with them about any funds or stocks or so, so what whatsoever whatever they think is now the smartest thing. Take your time, make yourself um, smart and knowing your your on your own, and then take the decisions.
0: Because they you know, they earn from the transaction costs, and the more your transaction you have, the more uh, they earn. Yeah, I exactly. And, and yeah. And um, from what amount of money uh, that is inherited would you say to take in financial advisor? If you have a good one, is it from hundred thousand or ten thousand or five hundred thousand?
1: It depends on the person. Some persons are not nervous when they deal with two or three millions, and other persons are already nervous when they deal with sixty thousand euros. So it really depends on um, what what amount. Makes you feel nervous and makes you feel like you need some. You need good advice. What you should do with it. And my general idea, or uh, uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm basically offering when I coach is, I'm the. I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm the person who is just listening and talking with the person about money, and about the uh, about a lot of money, and not with any shame, and not with. Uh, bad uh, stupid remarks like oh you're having a problem with that Well, you are having real problems shall I give you my bank account number which is a normal reaction when you would talk with friends about it that you're having a problem because you have a lot of money
0: actually and, not a good advice from them
1: <laughs> yep and and uh, if you think a financial advisor can do this for you then go for a financial advisor even even if it's just a few not so much money if you think you need advice take advice
0: or if you um you could also take a coach like you or yes. also somebody else um you trust and then you have them between the financial advisor and they can help you find the financial advisor uh, that you can trust or yeah. that is from the network and um that way uh you avoid having having a bad one and what i also want to emphasize you have I guess you have some some legal rights when you have a uh, financial advisor because they have to make transparent how they earn their money. Yeah. And they have to do a certain type of documentation that, they have, that you have to sign. So there is, uh, by law, there is um, some transparency, but you have to know about it, I guess.
1: Yeah, you have to know about it and you have to understand it. Like a lot of people, when 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 the advisor they 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 give you a lots of papers and also they make you sign this information sheet, but if you are not really interested in it, suddenly uh, you sign something and you you have the feeling oh that was such a nice guy and he gave me such a nice coffee and it was such a nice talk I can trust him and whenever you have and, and, and I mean that's the that that's the way they they. Build trust. That's their profession to sell, th- sell things, and um, and whenever this happens, um, it might be not the re- best way to treat your money.
0: So I would like to move on to one topic, that we already talked about a lot. Uh, it's emo- emotions, and um, for um, so it's important to have some emotional stability, I guess, and deal with feelings like guilt. Um, scams, um, vulnerab- vulnerability to scams and other emotions. How, how um, do you coach your, your clients um, when it comes to that? What, what kind of emotions are there? How can yeah, they deal with it and so on?
1: Well, one I don't know if it's an emotion, but for sure it's a feeling that a lot of them have the idea it's not my money. Because, I mean, they they get suddenly they get an amount of money on their bank account and now it's theirs. But it used to be moms and dads. And so it sticks at their bank account sometimes for years, like for 10, for 15 years up to the moment they show up at my place. And they say, well, no, I'm living on the money I earn and I haven't touched it. And that's that's extremely hard if it's just on a normal bank account with, without any um, uh,
0: returns.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so the first thing is to to make the money, yeah, to to transfer emotionally the money to be yours. With this tr- trans- transference, there is there are these emotions like guilt, like shame. Also the idea of if I transfer the money I need to behave the way my parents thought that I needed to behave like I need to do this or that because now I'm living partly on the money of my parents um so there are uh, hidden hidden messages uh, sometimes also hidden messages when you really talk closely about them then 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 suddenly the person says no, my father wouldn't have wanted to that I'm unhappy, for example, or my mother. So then, suddenly, when when you do the when you have the consequences of, well, I need to, for example, one person she said, well, I need to stay in the bakery. She she inherited a bakery. I need to keep that going, even so. I hate the bakery. And, um, and we worked on that. Well, if you hate the bakery, then maybe it's a better idea to sell it or to, to, um, to employ somebody and not to keep it going. But she had the idea because her parents had run the bakery that she also has to run the bakery. And by the point she realized that her parents wouldn't have never wanted that she is spending her life with something she doesn't like, it was much easier for her to give up the bakery
0: hmm so you have two transactions one is the money and the second is that you do you, you really believe that it's your money that you have the transaction from your parents to yourself and not only to the bank account um yeah and then you basically are allowed to do whatever you want with the money true
1: um yep yeah, but then there's also the question uh, where to where, where you will pass on the money afterwards like if mm. you have children it's the decision also um how much am i allowed to use the money and to spend the money or how much is it the family history that i'm just that i'm just taking care of it and i will pass it on to the next generation and there's lots of people lots of persons who say well um uh i will only um take a really small amount of money away and um and and the rest uh, will be um like i'm basically for example only taking some interest of that the money makes but the lump sum is going to my children again because it keeps in the it, it stays in the family history and um that that's that's okay like you can do so but it's also okay if other people decide well no i'm i'm taking half of it and spending it And if you if you do the later, then that needs to be done without guilt, because I think the general idea is often that everything needs to be passed needs to be uh, given to the next generation again, because you like I got it from my father, so I need to give it to my to my daughter or whatsoever. And for those who don't have children, that's also a very interesting question when you already know. And a lot of people who inherit are around fifty to sixty, so you know your your end is not that far away. It's also the question: what what happens with the money when I go?
0: Yeah, and, and what age would you start um, planning for that?
1: Uh, well, I would say, uh, like my my husband just had a small heart attack, and he and and I, yes, I, I I'm um, having already people leaving. Uh, between left left me between 40 and 50. So I would say um, uh, make your last villa around 40 and then prepare to change it. Like, for example, my my practices every year between Christmas and the new year, I look at my last villa and I think about whether I need to change it something.
0: Hmm. So you can you, you you can just do it maybe maybe now or if you if are younger maybe in ten years but um, you can you should have in mind that you can change it always and maybe it needs some iterations and um, yeah but you can have it in place in case something happens to you like exactly. a heart attack because you work too much or
1: <laughs> whenever anything. you have a car accident or things happen fast that life changes completely um, and. It includes that life is fragile. So maybe you die one day, you you die the next day.
0: I wanted to buy a forward uh, bicycle helmet uh, today. Um, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So um, we also talked about taxes. Uh, basically, one question is also how do you prepare? You just write it down on a paper or you just take a piece of paper and you write it down, you say, look, this thing should go to my daughter and this to my uh, son or how how are you creating this is there a template in the internet or have you go have do you have to go to somebody
1: um, no you don't in, in germany you don't have to go to somebody you can write your last will um you have to write it handwritten you cannot uh, like i i since lots of people their handwriting is not so so readable anymore it's useful to just uh, to just type it and then after you typed it you just have to sit down and not only sign it but you have to rewrite it handwritten so the 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 last will needs to be handwritten totally completely and um, yes and there you say who is going to get what
0: but there are some constraints because you cannot say okay everything goes to my daughter and nothing to my son
1: No, in Germany, you have this um, so-called Pflichtanteil, which I have no idea what that's an obligation share. I just looked it up. You have an obligation share in Germany. Uh, I don't know how that's in Switzerland or in other European countries. And this says that a a certain amount needs to go to each child and to the wife or um, or man when you're married. Uh, so this needs to be uh, uh, these persons, if they are not in your last will, they can rec- they can claim for this amount
0: okay um so then there's you you can write whatever you want, but there is some there's some law in place, and it might <laughs> might not work, so you have yeah. to and look you, up what if, law. I mean, if is you have here.
1: if you have a lot of money to be given away they it makes sense to uh, to go to a lawyer um or to a notary and talk with them about it uh, just to um, just to prevent stress or legal questions when 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 it happens that you pass away uh, so so it might or you can also look a lot of things up in the internet to make clear how how you can deal with the legal constitutions of your country
0: Yeah I also have been in a, uh, at a notary um, I can I can recommend it because some things in the internet um, it's not the whole story sometimes, mm-hmm. and there uh, are really some new information so uh, it's not so expensive, so I would recommend to do that
1: and it's also always the question like i haven't have not yet been at the notary because I assume that there will be no fighting in my family when it comes when in case I pass away um and, and this assuming is because my when I look back to my family it was always when whenever the when my my grandparents died and the, we had to we had to somehow split up split things apart the the major sentence above all was we don't want to fight and um, and that worked quite well nobody fought um, around the, the the inheritance of my of my grandparents and um I'm, i would think that now in case i would die this would happen the same between my husband and my brothers and whoever else will inherit money so this is why i say okay it's written handwritten and in case things happen my my um, ancestors will uh, um will do well with it but if you already know there has been fighting in the family or you you are thinking of giving the money to people where you think like to a friend or something where you think okay my family really will look a little bit bold when they see that then it might be good to have some legal advice uh, to make that sound and serious and proper for for all the people who will then have to understand it when you're gone
0: hmm. um also one question uh, we have slowly come to the end but um if if people living between in, in different countries, um, you 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 don't want to talk about how to optimize tax. Or do you know what different laws they have in some of the European countries, also or the, or the or United States, um, when it comes to inheritance?
1: I only know that they are quite different, but I haven't checked them out.
0: Okay, so we we have to write an ebook about it, and then <laughs> hand out a <the> table. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. <Okay. laughs> but it's not. Yeah, it's not so interesting. Maybe. Okay, so um, let's slowly come to an end. I would say we, we have to summarize um, the next actions for our audience. I would say um, what I understood from your um, from your experience is that you should talk to your um, how much money they have. You should talk to to your ancestors, and um, yeah, you should also include your your female. Uh, your sister, and so on. Um, in in that, if it's not pe- uh, happening automatically, you should maybe find a coach or financial advisor. If you if you're a little bit older than me, for example, if you're in that age that you you get some money already from your parents, you can read about the tax um, in the internet for your specific country. Is there anything other people can do to prepare?
1: No, for those um, for for yourself, uh, take care of a testament, like make clear. Whom you are going to give your money away, and for in case you you will inherit money, prepare that your life will change a lot, and make sure that this is not up to that not the money starts to rule your life, but that you only um, can use the opportunities the inheritance will give you.
0: Yeah, and sign up for a golf club um, because you.
1: For my, in in my model of word, this would be ruling my life. <laughs> I'm not going for a golf club. I play tennis.
0: <laughs> yes, okay, tennis, sailing, um, everything. <laughs> Just where kidding. people are, uh, of course. So, um, um, Gisela, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where can people find you online?
1: Um, my my homepage is my name www.gisela-enders.de.
0: www gisela-enders.de and we link you in the show notes and there you also have other... And
1: and then you can also go to my blog which is called Klunkerchen.com.
0: If you're a girl and you can read German or you use the Google Translator, you can find the blog Um, It really really, contains a lot of information and in-depth information and I think it's... I also read a couple of articles, so really good, um, well written, good to understand and so on, so definitely check it out I would say, if you're younger. And um, is there any resource you can also accept your own stuff? Is there any other resource that is maybe not well known and that you can recommend to our audience?
1: Um, uh, Regarding are two,
0: FI or inheritance? Uh, there, there, are
1: two, um, there are two German books uh, when it comes to inheritance. Frauen erben anders. And the other book, I think, is just called Erbenen. And these are um, really good stories for women who will inherit money or have inherited money just to see how did other women deal with um, especially a lot of money. Like, for example, I love the stories from Inza Bosch. Uh, she, she inherited millions from the Bosch uh, company and how she is dealing with having suddenly millions of euros and doing good things with that. Uh, so, these books are really worthwhile reading when it comes to inheritance in women. And I think on financial freedom, oh, gosh, there's so many good books around there. Um, yeah. I think I would repeat now if I'd now
0: say. Just, just pick one that you really like.
1: Uh, I, I really liked A Millionaire Next Door.
0: Okay. Uh, I think we haven't had that already. Okay. <laughs> Everybody says Cashflow, um, Robert Kiyosaki and uh, Tony Robbins. Well, and well,
1: these are the books. Yeah, Tony Robbins is also worthwhile reading, but uh, it's it's more or less on the focus of whether you're trying to be financial free and The Millionaire Next Door is more um, focusing on uh, how do people live who made it. And hmm. whenever you're close to you made it, maybe that's why I find that more interesting because – the the thing is and that's so obvious in the millionaire next door uh that you you don't you cannot identify uh people who have a lot of money because they normally in in the states even maybe a little bit better but in germany people who have a lot of money you you have no clue who is that because they don't show
0: hmm. yeah i know that in, in my area here in cologne they're living a lot of uh, rich people, but. Um... You can't, you hardly can recognize them uh, just from their behavior. Sometimes, if they're um, living in a family um, that have money for a long time, they sometimes have different behavior, how to talk. And um, you can, yeah, sometimes you, you, you can see it, but not, not always. If you, if you have seen uh, Warren Buffett's uh, pocket calendar, it looked really ugly and used and so on. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, is there for, for those people who are, not already, if I, is there one actionable tip you can give um, um, how to make the next step or what they can do?
1: Uh, well, if they're German, they can come to my webinar. Next, I think the next one is on Monday where I, where I go into a little bit deeper, an hour for this uh, subject on how to become financial free. And um, basically it's this earn a lot of money, save, save even more and then invest it well.
0: So I would say first cut the expense, then earn it. No, first Uh,
1: earn it, then cut the expenses and then invest it well.
0: mm, That's it. Okay, (laughs) it's interesting that you say um, saving comes after after earning. So I would say you start already saving a little bit or or cutting your expense and then you, you, you make money and then you cut again and then you save and invest.
1: It's a little bit. Is there first the chicken or the egg? It, I don't care about that. It doesn't matter. You I can also both. do it your way. You both. will be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, uh, Giza. I, I guess we will see each other again, uh, um, maybe in the next uh, years in in this uh, podcast, because you have also expertise in other topics. I've seen, and yeah have a nice day to our audience and see you bye bye it was a
1: pleasure thank you bye
0: hey Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence facebook groups yet yes there's definitely a shortage in financial independence facebook groups that's why we want to create another one and the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners um, to follow on the topics and you might also have some questions around our content gotcha and also we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups on reddit and facebook groups the fight europe retreat obviously we organized and
1: this is in the end the main reason why we started the whole podcast project to talk to guys like you i learn more from you case studies answer questions and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger smarter and hopefully also have richer people so you know Matthias, yeah, say i'm interested in this where do i find this facebook group
0: Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this.
1: Subscribing through your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review